What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm Michaela Oakland. And we are so happy to have you here in our car alongside us for this little late night drive journey. Big week. Big week in the world, honestly. <laughs> we have a lot more written up in the catch up section than we usually do, I mm. would say. Um, a lot went on in our personal lives this week. We left the house, I think, a bit more than we often do. Mm. Before we get into it, I have something important I'd like to read. Okay. You're the one for him. Oh he's my thinking God. about you right now. He's giving you mixed signals and he's ignoring you. But deep, he wants to be you nonstop. He was about to text you, but mm. you scrolled. Trust me, he's crazy in love with you. Use this sound. It doesn't matter if you leave it in private. In 17 minutes, you will get a huge surprise. Okay, guys, 17 minutes. In 17 minutes, you will get a huge surprise. Huge surprise. Huge surprise. <laughs> what do you think your huge surprise is going to be? I think... Flimbottom and I are going to get back together. <laughs> oh, wait, you broke up? <laughs> yeah, but like, honestly, that's just kind of the dynamic we have. It's crazy. Mm, sort it's of on um, again, off again. Yeah, just like so fiery, so passionate, so raw. Mm. Oh my God, there's like all of a sudden this pain in my throat. Yeah, it's because you're lying and your body knows. <laughs> <laughs> lying about fighting with him? Yeah, yeah. It's like actually a really peaceful, calm, laid back relationship. Yeah, no, it's just like a healthy love. It's a healthy love. Yeah, um, and that's what I want for all of you listening. I, sometimes I really want to have a conversation with you about something over text, but then I'm like, oh, but we also need to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> and one of those being, what is going on with your ceiling? What is going on with my ceiling? Okay, all right. Well, let's get into it. Um, yeah, please. <laughs> so y'all might be aware, by the way, Y'all has made its way into my vocabulary and I I like that. I can't stop though. And I think it sounds very silly coming from me. <laughs> um anyways, but you you may or may not be aware. It rained mm. a bit in New York. Uh there was I think a hurricane and then nice. it sort of like came over in here. In the eyes of a hurricane there, there was, was quiet. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we really sidebar. This is a little not this is kind of dark. So, you know, you can you're allowed okay. to laugh, but just know it's it's dark, and I know that it's dark. But um, there was this um, person whose um, whose child was um, kind of publicly fighting cancer. They were like a, a news person or something, and their their child died, and it was very sad. And this was in 2020, so as like sort of like a wake sort of situation, there was like a Zoom wake. Okay, so um, Lin Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. were part of this wake, um, oh. and they. They sang, oh. they sang Dear Theodosia. No. And it, it's, it was, it's a beautiful song. But you know, Leslie Odom Jr. has this like beautiful, gorgeous, buttery voice and he's singing and then he gets to, to Lynn's part and you just hear, oh. <laughs> oh my God, this is so funny because I just saw someone say recently that like people who are writers and directors but then will also act in their own work are often just like living out their own fan fiction like why is Lin-Manuel Miranda being surrounded by these beautiful gorgeous women fighting for him and like <laughs> if you think about it from like a fan fiction stance it's so much funnier well it is but it's like I just will never forget that because everybody's obviously so sad and then this happens and everyone's yeah. trying not to laugh and I think about it all the time like <laughs> why do that why would they have him sing anyways it's like it's just too campy for something like that 
like it was two men with beautiful voices singing a beautiful song about their children yeah okay but it's not one of them is lin-manuel miranda you can't invite him to awake dear theodore <laughs> oh philip like it just, it's like not good anyways um oh this so it rained a bit it rained a bit yeah yeah a lot it rained a lot and things were flooding and i had to go to a wedding but i left um julia alone in the apartment and Apparently, there were just holes popping up everywhere. Like, there would just be a crack in the ceiling that would open and rain would torrentially pour out of this hole. And now there are just, like, holes in our ceiling, like, all over the apartment, which, like, not great. But the management company is already, I'm sure I've complained about them on here before, but they are fucking the worst people in the entire world. Like, they're evil. Um, I wish nothing but the worst for them. I've actually yeah, never I- had a landlord that is this bad. They're really bad. Mm. However, we called them, and by we, I mean Julia called them like a hundred times because I'm not very confrontational. And then they suddenly <laughs> turned their phone off. And like, <laughs> they turned their phone off and then put up a voicemail that was like, we are out of office for the next week. <gasps> for the next week week and so we sent like a crazy email just basically being like by the way we're not paying our rent because there's holes in the ceiling that are leaking water actively like this is crazy um yeah and then this morning they one of the people from the office called me and um <laughs> yeah they were like yeah we'll have somebody come and fix the roof i'm like you fucking better but like it was crazy that's so crazy to me because it's so not a difficult thing to do for a landlord to send over a repair person like they all have personal relationships with repair people and like handy you people would think, and- but they seem to just sort of hire random people it's like a different guy every time except for the electrician who's like a 200 year old man and every time <laughs> he comes over he climbs the stairs and i'm like worried about him like he takes yeah. a really long time yeah. i'm like this man is gonna die on the way up to my apartment well we had a leak and i texted our landlord about it and she came over within two minutes because she was like i'm so glad you told me right away it could have been a bigger problem if it had gone on like it could have ruined like other parts of the house which is the normal reaction it can cause mold it can cause like the ceiling to collapse like the roof is clearly like very fucked and i'm like how is it that you're not understanding that this is an emergency? Like, this is your building. I don't have to pay for it if the roof caves in. You know, like, that's on you. You should want to fix that as soon as you fucking can because the longer you let it go, the worse it gets. And I guess, like, it's in some of the holes that you can see. You can see where they've, like, patched them up before. And, like, did it all the way. Yeah, so we've, like, yeah, it's, like, really bad. But we have insurance on the stuff. So if the roof does cave in... We'll be fine, but like... And that's... Yeah, even if you didn't have insurance, that shouldn't be on you. That would be crazy. Our stuff would have been on us. Oh, like like if your items got destroyed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, anyways, it rained, and I was... I had to go to a wedding. Um, Not had to. I mean, I'm happy that I went, but... Yeah. uh, It took... This place that we were going, it's 58 minutes away normally, and it took us three hours to get there because so much of the roads were, like, flooded and closed off, and so the bridges were broken down, and there was traffic. It was crazy. Well... It sounded like a beautiful time once you got there, and at least you got to not be in Brooklyn when it happened. (laughs) I gotta say, it was, like, one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever attended. Like, it was just so, 
lovely. Um, I love when, A, I love when you can just see how much a couple like loves each other. Um, Yeah. Also, like I'm so, I'm, I'm so hormonal. I'm like bleeding so heavily. I was crying in a way I would have never expected. <laughs> I cried not just like often, you know, at a wedding, you cry when the bride comes down the aisle, you cry when they say their right. vows or whatever. I turned around, like we were in the back row, I saw the groom and I started crying. <laughs> like I like literally was not okay. Like I was like, cho- and then I couldn't talk to the bride like most of the wedding because every time yeah. I tried to talk to her, I started crying again. You're so valid though. And you know what? You're a cancer. Mm. And you live that every day of your life, I would say, <laughs> every minute of it. And nobody could blame you for that. No one can judge you for being what you were born to be. I just love love. And I think love is a beautiful thing. Um, I and love weddings. I love weddings. There's really like not an event that I enjoy more than weddings. Even though like often when I do go to a wedding, everyone else has a date and, and I don't. But like, it doesn't matter. No, it's like not. It it really doesn't. This was certainly not a wedding where I felt like, oh, I'm sad that I don't have a date. Like, um, I just dance. Oh, no, not that. But like, sometimes it's like everyone else at the table is in a couple and I'm like, not. And I'm like, hi, everybody. But like, it's not sad. No, I was with them. I was with people from high school and it was actually lovely. And we just danced the night away. But what's your like ideal go to best song to dance at at a wedding? As a guest. Probably like probably like ABBA music. Ooh. My wedding will be all ABBA. <laughs> that would be so fun. That's so important. That like would be I feel really like fun. there's probably a lot, like anything from like the two thousands and twenty tens or like early twenty tens will get me like, ooh, like that's <laughs> yeah. That's so like the Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed or Peas. Like <laughs> the band was really, really good. They did a really good job. And they definitely played a lot of like Blink one eighty two. And like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I had a little sleepover this weekend, which is so fun because it's what we talked about doing for fall on yeah. the last episode. You had a sleepover at my friend Brandy's house, and she's such a good little homemaker. Like she really <laughs> had everything set up so nice. She had just like washed like. 10 different blankets so they were all clean and like had everything set up and had all the lights orange and like made us um halloween cupcakes and cookies and like had cider and cocoa and like all different snacks we watched Coraline and we watched monster house good ass um, movie mm-hmm. which i haven't seen in forever but i loved that one as a kid when it was like she's got a something and he was like that's a girl house like a oh, the uvula. Or something. oh the uvula oh the uvula, uvula. <laughs> Um, and I forgot how like emotional that movie was like that one really gets you but it was very fun and I slept over and I honestly haven't like done a sleepover in so long and then we stayed over till like 2 p.m. the next day we were just like vibing it was so much fun I would really recommend like doing a little activity like that with your friends if you haven't in a while everybody because especially if you're not a big um like partier or like a big drinker I feel like we're always trying to think of fun things to do Mm -hmm. and like really just hearken hearken back to what you did (laughs) to to have fun as a sixth grader and maybe you'll you'll find it yeah return to your roots I think I really wanted to make a photo booth music video but it just didn't happen yeah um I did a corpse bride watch that was uh, oh. that's a good ass movie. That is a good ass movie. It's actually a beautiful movie. People do not talk about how beautiful it is enough. 
I like don't remember what happens in that movie. I have to watch that again, actually. And Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know if I've seen that in a long time. Yeah, I think that one's next on my list. But I always with that one, I'm like, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? You know? Oh, yeah, it's a Halloween movie. But is it? He's discovering the spirit of Christmas. But it's like, it's about the nightmare before Christmas is referring to Halloween. Halloween's like, over. Halloween, Halloween's the nightmare. Right? Ha- so Halloween is over. And then he's like, I'm taking over Christmas. So he's trying to make Christmas too Halloween style. Oh, well, I feel like based on the visuals, it's giving Halloween. Just because he's a skeleton, but... I don't know, man. Maybe that one's better for like later October mm-hmm. watching instead yeah. of like the first the first Halloween movie you watch. Oh, also The Haunted Mansion. I love that movie. And of course, Halloween Town and whatnot. Halloween Town and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. I got to do a Coraline rewatch. I think that we should make a power ranking of all the movies. We know what order to watch them in. Ooh, wait, that would be a fun thing for us to do at the end of October is make our power ranking. Yes. Of, of all the spooky Halloween movies. movies. And yeah. if you guys want to DM us any that we're forgetting or that's like your personal favorite, maybe we'll watch that and add it to the list. Figure out how we feel about it. Yes. Um, I'm trying to do, Chrissy and I are trying to do a week with no food delivery. <laughs> and I would like to pose this challenge to all of you out there. Because sometimes in life, you look at your bank statements. <laughs> you realize and and you say oh god oh no it's like that old tweet about like the budgeting oh, and all the I candles budget? my family is dying i'm spending four thousand dollars on candles <laughs> me with doordash and you know what that's doordash so although i love it i and it's even fine to like drive to jersey mike's and buy the sandwich like that's allowed it's for this literally week. cheaper like it's crazy at least like $5 cheaper and that adds up. I I am behind this. I'm down for this. I will do the DoorDash challenge with you. Yay! Okay, so we'll update you guys on how it goes. We're not going to cheat. I'm going home this week. So that's easy. Oh, it'll be for easier. Me. Yes, because yeah. I won't ha- I won't I won't be tempted. My dad is running the marathon again. Um, the Chicago Marathon. So I'm going home to surprise him. So if any of you are friends with my dad, don't tell him that I'm coming. It's a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) If any of you are besties with Ellie's father. You never know. Um, But I had a fun week. It was a little stressful just in my life. But (laughs) I... (laughs) Mine too. I had to send so many emails today. I had to talk to an accountant today. It's like, you know. That stuff is so icky. And it's like, here's the thing. I want to be rich so that I don't ever have to think about anything else. Yeah, but then you, you know? have to like do so much work to like get there, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. And that's the thing. Yeah. And I and now I'm starting to consider like, should I just get married? <laughs> so many things, I don't so many things that I'm stressed about. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't be if I got married. I actually was thinking the same thing because I was like, well, rent would be so much cheaper if I lived in like a one bedroom apartment with my husband. Yeah. 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 But one one bedroom with a husband would probably be pretty stressful. Maybe three bedrooms. So we each have an office and a gym. 
you've got to be able to get away from someone. Otherwise, you're never going to last. Well, when I actually get married, I think I'm going to make sure we both have our own rooms. And like we definitely mostly sleep in the same bed. But like sometimes like I just can't like you're hot and I need right. to stretch my whole body out and I have cramps and you kick kicking me and you're Maybe snoring. Maybe you're sick. Yeah. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you haven't slept well. Mm-hmm. My mom mm-hmm. sleeps in my like old bedroom whenever she's sick or in my, my dad will sleep in there when he's sick. Like they have like yeah. my room as a spare bedroom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, same, because, like, my dad snores a lot, so mm. if my mom, like, hasn't gotten sleep in a while, she's, she's got to go to another room. <laughs> I, I do think about that a lot. Like, my parents have been married for 33 years, and they dated for, like, 10 years before that. Like, how rarely do you get to, like, have a bed to yourself? Like, then does it get weird if you aren't sharing the bed with somebody? Like, you just have slept next to somebody for 30 years. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. I I can't even. I can't. Do you think we'll ever be with someone for 30 years? <laughs> well, if we start now, 20, how old are we? 27 plus 30, 15. That's doable. So if we get married, yeah. If we, if we get married before 30 <laughs> and, and stay live, with them through 60. Yeah, then, then we can do it. I think it's very doable still. We're not, we haven't lost hope. My parents like got grandfathered in because they met when they were 19, you know, so they've really been together like 40 years, you know. Oh, my God. My parents, too. I think 19. I think my mom was 19 and my dad was 20. No, it's very fucked up. And that's like crazy how normal it was. But it's just like there weren't dating apps. There weren't like we think it makes it so much more accessible to date people. But instead, there's just so many options. Yeah, it's almost like you get like decision fatigue sometimes. You're like, there's too many hot guys who want to date me. <laughs> I'm always saying I'm that. I'm always saying that. Um, I don't know, dude. I kind of get it, though. I get like meeting like someone when you're 19 and being like, you know, I really don't want to keep doing this. I mean, I could have accidentally married the person I was with when I was 19 because could've. I was just like, you you think you know a lot more than you do when you're 19. And like, not to say that our parents are wrong for getting married, but, like, I think a lot of people could just have married the person they were with when they were 19 if they, like, didn't, like, I don't know, if, like, something big didn't happen. Like, if that guy hadn't cheated on me. Like, I could have just done that and been, like, pretty sad for the rest of my life. Because I wasn't that happy in that relationship. Well, totally. Which is, like, not to say that people who, like, meet young, marry young are always unhappy, because I'm sure that they're no. not. Um, no. and, you know, my parents are happy, but at the same time, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, what if like even if I got married when my mom got married, which is 24, mm-hmm. uh, when I was 24, like that's not my brain was not in a place where I should be someone's wife. I know. And like, yeah, I don't know, like how this applies to my parents, but I just think about how much more equipped I would be to have children and like raise them now than I was even at 24 or yeah. like. 25 even which is just two years ago like less than two years ago my mom had her had my brother when she was my age or 26 actually she had my brother yeah so I think about that I'm like ah she had a baby a whole baby that was like a full kind of a whole baby at this point yeah like they made it work but totally I'm glad for my own self that I haven't done that yet well, I just feel like there's so much growing that I still have to do um and I feel like my parents are are doing that growing now, if that makes sense, because like they didn't really mm. have any time or space to 
grow when they had like two young children and a dog and like they were learning mm-hmm. their careers and like the recession happened like they, I'm sure like yeah. they didn't have time to go to like therapy or figure themselves out in that way and they're doing it now which is good it's never too late but I just think about how much how much time you spend probably being less happy than you could if you don't like figure yourself out younger We've had so much more time to like be alone with ourselves mm-hmm. and to really like cook, think about all of those. Things. <laughs> yeah, cook. <laughs> We're cooking. We're cooking. We're in the oven right now. Uh, um, I have a new obsession, by the way. Okay, tell me about it. I'm really into game pigeon games. Yeah, I've no, you know, and I'll say this: I've noticed this about you. <laughs> um, I. Uh, it was one of Chrissy's writers. We were like at her session and she was recording and so like a couple of us weren't doing anything anymore and she sent me and this was the moment that changed everything wow a game pigeon request to play anagrams Anagrams. and we played a few Mm. games and then she left me hanging so i started texting (gasps) every single person i know i have been hitting (laughs) up everyone i have like a constant stream of mancala mancala i don't know how to pronounce it i want to play I love that game. I have that game constantly going with Aaron. I have anagrams constantly going with Brandy. Um, Julia's constantly wanting to play the boggle version of the word game. She likes I was the playing word game. Sea Battle with you. We played Sea Battle. Cup Pong with Rosie. Cup Pong kind of being the classic, you know? Yeah, yeah, the OG. There's even this man that I like am not interested in, but has kept trying and he like came back by playing a game pigeon game so i'm talking to him again just to play game pigeon look like the the classic situation where you use a man to play a game pigeon you know and, and everybody's been there and every we've all been there and everyone's actually, been there and i'll say this we actually probably have all been there like i definitely went through my own game pigeon phase where i was like sure you want to play you want to play you want to play i feel like I feel like there's more games on there than there used to be. Unless yeah, I just lot. never explored. Um, I like I like archery, if you ever want to play archery. That one was hard. I think it I'm is. starting to get the hang of it, but like I the first couple of games I played, I was like, What do I do? It's so silly. And the darts is hard. Darts is really hard. But I do like that one. Have you ever played the darts game on Stardew Valley? That one's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the um on the island. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the island. Ooh, I have a new obsession. Tell me about it, girl. And I, and I, okay, okay. Well, let me get on my soapbox really quickly. And okay. because I need to explain this first before I start talking about my new obsession. Okay. So I want to say that I find it very strange um, and think it's really strange and odd and bizarre and weird and wacky that we as a society are constantly having water bottle trends. Like, I just, I find that very strange. Like, as long as I can remember, there's always been, like, a trendy water bottle. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant, like, like when there's, like, a TikTok challenge and you, like, do something with a water <laughs> oh, bottle. And no, I was no, like, no, what no. are the water bottle? No, that makes sense. Like, yeah, there's, I'm, like I'm a, on... there's, like, a cool water bottle to have always. Like, when we were yeah. kids, it was, like, Nalgene and Camelback and Swell and Stanley Cups now and, like, this kind of thing. Anyways, there's... um. The nurses on TikTok have been using this water bottle brand, <laughs> um, <laughs> Owala. And nurses, by the way, are always on the forefront of the water bottle trends. And normally oh. I'm very sort of very anti water bottle trend. I don't care about what water bottle is trendy. Like I'm not going to like get a water bottle because it's cool. That's stupid. But I hear you. my water bottle was sort of worn out. And I was like, you know, I might as well get a new one. And all my friends had purchased an Owala. And I was like, well, it's a water bottle and it's probably good. 
you know, mm. it's, it's, it's fine. It's a water bottle, whatever. So I caved and I bought the trendy water bottle. Whoa, she showed me it. It's really cute. I have to tell you guys, this water bottle, it's changing my life. I've never <laughs> loved a water bottle the way that I love this water bottle. And this is like not sponsored, not hashtag ad. I just need to tell you. So first of all, I like that it's covered. So no gross air particles are getting in your straw. But mm-hmm. so there's a, okay, do you see it's like a wide mouth, but there's also a straw in it. Yeah, so you my can, mom like, got me one of those. It's so sick. Like you can sip it like a straw, which I usually do. But then it always gives me like I always have a pet peeve of how when you are drinking water with a straw, there's always a little bit at the bottom that the straw can't reach. And it like drives me crazy. But you can just mm. sip it from the wide mouth part it, and then you cover it and no particles of the air can get in. I'm well, I literally have been Whoa. talking about this nonstop. I'm so happy. And it's like I'm such a simple woman. But the water bottle got me. It really got me. Okay, shocking, because I actually have that water bottle and thought the exact same thing. Because something about the straw part, it's so easy to it's drink so it. Easy. It's so easy. And it stays so cold. It's aerodynamic and, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I hope that you guys really <laughs> hear us in this moment, because... I would not lead you astray with water bottles. Like, I'm a no. water bottle head. Yeah, yeah. And you are. And I've always said that. I actually never knew that about you, but I do love and care about that in your life. Thank you. And as a part of you. Um, Did you see the stuff about SZA? Maybe. There was like, oh, it was pretty big on Twitter this week, but I was going to explain anyway. There was, um, I guess there was this whack SZA challenge a while ago, and I don't know the details of the challenge. Oh, I vaguely saw this, but I didn't really know what was going on. So yeah, explain. So basically, there was like a fan of hers that made a post about the challenge recently. And I guess SZA DM'd her. And then this girl posted a TikTok about it being like, SZA hate DMing me um, because I did a meme. But SZA definitely didn't hate DM her. She just like, she didn't need to say something because this was like a younger fan. She was like 18. But all she said was, like, I just want you to know, like, this trend was the was the cause of my stage anxiety for years. Like, if you're a fan, um, if you could, like, remove it or, or something like that. I don't know. She, like, sent a few messages. And I guess it could be interpreted as, like, doing too much, you know, to, like, message a younger fan about that. But I also, like, she didn't say a single thing that was mean in my interpretation of the events. Um, you didn't see this, right? Uh, I saw the tweets about what happened, but not like what yeah, actually happened, you, you know? Right. You didn't like see the original video no, that I they're saw, referencing. Like, three layers deep think pieces. <laughs> You're like, right, what happened? right, right. <laughs> I it made me sad because like regardless of this situation in general, I I feel like a lot of the reaction was like, why why would she care? She's so famous. Like, obviously, she's got a lot of money. She's beautiful. Why would this matter to her? It's like, that's so dehumanizing to hear someone be like, hey, this was the source of like really bad anxiety for me for years. Like, I didn't even want to perform because of this. Like, it was so hard on my mental health. And to be like, mm, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel that way. You know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. It's like she's a person and she's entitled to have feelings, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah, it would be better if it was like an older fan that she had said that to. But like, even if she just said it like as a general post probably yeah. would have been received yeah. a little bit better but but is it that big of a deal i don't think no. so i don't think it's that big of a deal i think we've um we've had a lot of like 
weird like celebrity like low stakes celebrity drama this year I feel like and Mm -hmm. people are just like hungry for the next one you know yeah yeah I don't know it's it's odd it's like it it isn't the same as that New York Times person sharing her DMs with Amanda Um, oh yeah it's not the same as that yeah Yeah. but it's kind of reminds me of that where it's like someone just like sharing dms to dunk on the fact that a celebrity cared about what they said kind of yeah and it's like what are we not allowed to like i don't know i think there's just such a a vibe (laughs) to get scientific with it um i just feel like there's such a vibe of like hatefulness toward a person who is not like too cool for stuff you know Mm -hmm. like I just do feel like there's such a culture of you have to act like nothing bothers you and it's like but it does bother you and maybe if we all were really clear about the fact that all this bothers us people would be less cruel online you know if you were seeing the human toll yeah I'm also not sure how long SZA has been famous but I think it's pretty normal for people who are like more newly getting a certain level of attention to feel like they could reason with somebody and like be seen as a human as a result of that like obviously I'm nowhere near the situation but like when I've had people say like really mean things about me in the past there are times that I've DM'd them and been like hey like I don't know what made you get this opinion of me but I'm like sorry about it and I did if it's because of like this thing that's not what I meant by it I actually meant this with that tweet or like something like that or whatever yeah and unfortunately realized that this person just wants to hate me yeah, and they like don't care the, <laughs> the trying to reason that with them thing is kind of stupid and just puts me at a disadvantage and like looks bad but I also think that that's like a normal thing for people to go through when they're misunderstood or like when people are hurting them and you think maybe they don't realize that I don't know no I agree with you I think that that's that's really true and it makes sense to me mm-hmm. why I don't know she probably also was like this is a young person Maybe yeah. if I explain this to them, they can grow and not be doing this as they get older, you know, like they learn mm-hmm. this now. It's a lesson to learn, you know, not like a, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like if it's like a 45 year old man jerking off in his basement, that guy's not going to change. But an 18 year old, you know, you think, OK, like maybe they just really didn't realize that what their words are doing are potentially harmful. Totally, totally. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me because that's how I would think about it as well. Totally. I was just gonna say I mean like speaking of people treating celebrities like they're not a person Mm. yeah I mean I guess let's talk about Taylor Swift briefly (laughs) if I have to (sighs) oh my god I can't tell you how mad I've been today about this and let me start by saying what's pissing me off the most from the masses is this weird interpretation that she is trying to capitalize on the NFL when it's the NFL making her their cover photo, making all these references to her songs, like talking about it on TikTok, posting it on their Instagram. All she's done is show up to a game. All she's done is gone to a football game, an American going to a football game. Like, what is she doing that, like... The, the men are wording it as like she's forcing herself into the NFL. She's making the NFL all about her. Like, what has she done she to do that? She just went to a football game. She went it's to a football game. Like, it is not her fault that the social media managers over <laughs> at the NFL yeah. are like, and we have to capitalize off of this. Like, that, that's not her fault. I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, Paul Rudd was at the game last night. Jeremy Strong was at the game last night. Blake mm-hmm. Lively and Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds were at the game last mm-hmm. night. Um, but 
there weren't like 10 billion kajillions a million tweets about them like the nfl didn't change the banner to them she's just a celebrity attending a game which happens you know like right it's the nfl that's being insane Right. If the NFL changed all the banners to Ryan Reynolds and kept talking about Ryan Reynolds, well, it's a man, so they maybe wouldn't get as annoyed. <laughs> I don't know. But probably get a l- like, what's going on? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just think a lot of people are taking it in this weird way where they're interpreting it as Taylor Swift, like making things about herself. It just doesn't make because any sense to me. Of course they are. Like, of course yeah. they are. Like, of course she's she's ruining things. I don't know. It obviously does bother me. It's like a funny thing. Like, I'm obviously like a little bit like, okay, I don't really need to keep hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey in the football games. I don't care. But then I see people on the timeline that are being fucking horrifying about it. And then I'm like, yeah, talk more about it, queen. Like, I'm like, I want to hear more NFL coverage because I'm like, dude, fuck you. You know, fuck you. Like, she, she, And it makes me worry like as a Taylor Swift fan because I know in these cycles what happens when a celebrity is, you know, too... Loved too much? Mm -hmm, When a woman, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, when a woman is too overexposed and too loved and too... Yeah. The tables are going to flip on her and it's going to be... It's going to suck for her. And it's already like not intentionally. I know the NFL is not doing this intentionally, but like this has all opened her up to... Uh, misogynistic attacks and things like that. It's like she just wanted to fucking date a hot football player and go to a football game with her friends. And now like she's being, there are horrible things being said about her. People talking again about her being ran through, talking about her dating life again. And it's just like, man, shut the fuck up. Shut up. And like, I even, Mm -hmm. I feel bad because like, I'm a Swifty so I can make fun of her and like I made a, that goofy little tweet about it's not serious she meets a lot of their moms you know like whatever because in Swifty lore like that is a, like a running joke that that woman was mm-hmm. fucked in the head for meeting Tom Hiddleston's mother like why did she do that um, <laughs> but like I tweeted that obviously went outside my little bubble and then I was like I should probably delete this because I was like lots of like horrible disgusting nasty men and misogynists uh. in general were like uh, taking it like she just dates so many guys and like it unintentionally opened her up to misogynistic attacks and I was like well that's not she dates not- a normal amount of people she just she- dates people like all of us do she's also 33 years old she can yeah, date like, of course, she of course she's dated people by the time she's 33 like she dated also- somebody for 6 years and now she's yeah. like casually dating again by the way two people <laughs> like- yeah yeah and she's like it's just because you hear about it, unfortunately. Like, who among us hasn't gone on, like, 20 different dates with people in a year calendar when they're trying to, like, forget someone and, like, meet people? But because it's Taylor Swift, like, it doesn't go that way. I know, and it just really bothers me because it's like, I don't know, maybe the men should sit down, shut their mouths, and talk Mm -hmm. about their little ball game, you know? Like, maybe you shouldn't talk about things you don't understand. It's The women are talking, you know? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, men should be seen and not heard vibes, you know? (laughs) Well, it's really frustrating because I feel like I forget how awful people can be. And then... (sighs) Almost every day on Twitter, there's some kind of like quote tweet or reply situation, especially now just because of like the Twitter blue replies being like at the top of everything. I feel like, you know, it used to be more of a thing where someone said something nasty and then the top replies would be people kind of dunking on them. And now it's often like people agreeing with them and then you have to like scroll more to get to the regular people. So it like is very disheartening to be online and see the way people talk about women and see just like 
how easily people can fall for that kind of thing. Like, even there's been more discourse this week about um, how iPad children are, like, being slowly fed red pill content from the YouTubers they watch that are just, like, doing little video games. Because, like, if you think about it, like, you watch some child-friendly video game YouTuber, but then how many video game YouTuber or Twitch streamers really are great people like they're obviously gonna fall into like the loud obnoxious ones when they're younger (laughs) and like start to see worse stuff you know it's like it's just the internet is a little bit scary to me i don't want my children on it no the internet is fucking terrifying and like it is like really scary to see it all in real time like Mm -hmm. the 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 whip like it's like you're getting whiplash because like you're we have always read horrible misogynistic comments like just by virtue of being women who have platforms on the internet um Mm -hmm. but i feel like i've just really seen an increase of these people being in the wild um and just like coming across it and it's it sucks and it's disheartening and with taylor swift i'm just like uh i will protect Mm -hmm. you at any cost so you know if i land in federal prison like it's because i read a tweet from somebody that i used to respect that was fucking horrifying oop oop and are we getting into it (laughs) i don't know no i mean we we can i just am like i just i some of the things that I've read from people are just like how do you say that with your whole chest and like men will always say horrible things and then say that they're joking and it's like but what's the joke is the joke that you're gross like Mm -hmm. is that the joke because I don't think that's very funny like being asking someone explain that joke especially these kinds of jokes and then you try to think like what what would it be like what is it that is appealing to someone about saying some like gross derogatory sexual thing it's like well i was kidding i didn't mean it yeah i know you didn't mean it like seriously but it's yeah, like, still not obviously, funny like why yeah. say it why even say it I also don't understand that, like, it's just a joke thing, because did you think we thought you literally were going to, like, do... You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we know that it was intended to be a joke. It's because men don't think women tell jokes. Men think everything that women say is serious. I'm sure they also think that we assume everything they say is serious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just hard, you guys. It's disheartening sometimes. And, And I really try to, like, not have stuff beyond my feed that's gonna piss me off but i feel like it's hard to avoid these days on twitter at least i mean like the yeah. whole timeline is just stuff that pisses me off that also makes me like and i'm not pessimistic you know that's just never who i've been but i'm like oh my god i think we need to start from scratch i think we need to nuke <laughs> the men <laughs> new you know like all of those stories where people are in a um like underground base (laughs) and they're like what happened to civilization like why did they stick us down here nuked them and then (laughs) at the end the surprises they like show a bunch of twitter comments from men and like podcast clips oh my god and and everyone's like oh i get it i can think of like five men i would allow into that bunker and no one else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we do serious psych evaluations <laughs> you have, and you start in jail and you fight yourself you fight your way out <laughs> you learn your way out oh one more thing um i did a really fun thing with julia this week we did a like a watch party thing for hulu and we watched the kardashians together and fun. i don't remember what it was called but like you can do it with any of the streaming services like hulu netflix disney hbo 
and it like plays the screen and then there's like a tiny little like chat bar where <gasps> we can like send messages as we're watching Wait. it to each other and it was really cute and fun. We should do like a big, we should do one together for sure. Maybe um one of the Halloween movies we should watch together. Yeah, because I've been, um I've been watching movies like, but texting while watching them with someone lately. Yeah. Um, and it's been like, it's kind of hard because it's like, wait, wait, pause because I think we're off and I don't know where you're at and, you know. Wait, let me see if I can find the yeah, name. Oh, Teleparty. 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 And it was really fun. And like you can send little emojis uh, that'll like show up on the screen. So we were watching <gasps> the Kardashians and like we would do the little fire emoji and the fire emoji would like, show up <laughs> while the Kardashians were talking about something. But especially if you have like a long distance fling or friend or something like that. It's a very fun way to just like do an activity that you would do in person together. So that was fun. That's awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, oh my God, of course. And use it. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I might even use it tonight, Queen. Um, <laughs> so the only other thing I want to say before we take a little diversion um, mm. is I discovered that I that I mostly don't sound super Midwest, I don't think, but it's really, it really comes out when I, when I, when I say backpack, um, apparently it sounds like backpack. Um, you said something else earlier too that I almost said something about, but I forgot what it was, but it was like pretty, pretty soon into the episode, you said something really cute. It was, it, you said like a really cute little Midwestern accent type thing. I don't remember what word it was. I've been laughing about backpack for days because I didn't know it sounded that bad, but it's bad. It's like really like say back, say backpack. Be, ba- oh, uh, like you or like No, normal. say normal, like backpack. Oh. Backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Backpack. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Back. You know where that's from? I don't. But um, Dora. 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 The the Explorer. Explorer. Anyway, if you're Midwestern um, and you've been trying to hide it, just don't say backpack because it's an immediate (laughs) tell. It really is. Yak. 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 What am I supposed to say? Yak. Backpack. Okay, guys, we're mixing things up this week. We're mixing it up because we always do the tarot card traffic report at the end. But then it's like, what if some of you have tuned out by then? I don't know. What if we have more to say about it? Let's try mixing it up and putting it right after. (laughs) We're going to do it now. We're going to do it now. So So should we pull over and check the traffic? Let's pull over and check the traffic. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. 
Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. Okay, so our traffic report today, what's the what's the weather? Or, yeah, what's the... <laughs> what's on the horizon for us hopefully no flooded roads this time around but it was nice because when I was in the car for three hours I got to catch up um, with my friend Molly from high school and we hadn't seen each other in a couple years so it was nice oh I'm glad you were with someone in the car oh my god yeah no imagine I took an uber it was like $700 to get up there on uber apparently okay so our tarot card of the week this week is the Eight of Cups reversed I kind of am loving the way that this looks see it's like a big giant cup but then, um, see, it sort of like looks like a cup, but then there's a bunch yeah. of other little cups. Um, and there's a lot of like discord going on here. It's sort of like a chaotic mess and there's stars and moons and planets and stuff. Like they're all floating. But I don't know what it mm-hmm. means. So let's find out. That's a new one, I think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever pulled that one. Like actually in general, I don't think I ever have. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is about moving on and letting go which I think is an interesting Whoa. thing um, because I do think we just had a full moon mm. and we did just have sort of like, I think there's a lot of change that's going to be coming in this, this season. Like there's a lot of eclipses between now and the end of the year. And I think it's really important to have a conversation with yourself about what is not serving you and try to let go of some of that stuff, whether that is physical, like doing like a fall clean out of your clothes. I just did that. Um, or whether it's more mental, emotional, like 
I have these feelings that are holding me back or I have this thing that I'm doing that's holding me back. Like just trying to Mm -hmm. let go of anything that is making your life less and only go towards things that make it more. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Moving forward, looking back, one of our episodes. One of my favorites that we ever did. That was really good. I really liked that episode. Okay, so we do have one little more conversational piece for you guys based on our own experiences. (laughs) Right, so what I really wanted to talk about today is like, how do you stop yourself from going into a spiral when you feel like you're about... Mm. Or starting to have a, a little menti B, like a little menti breakdown, like just a little, uh-oh, everything's kind of falling apart. Or it feels like overwhelming. Yep. Everything is like crashing in on you at once. How do you stop yourself from literally like crying, throwing up, screaming, like not being able to do absolutely anything? It's like fight, flight, freeze, right? Like yeah. how do you stop yourself from freezing in that moment? So I had a few of these this week um, because I'm going through some stuff, you guys, not even like relationship wise, (laughs) just like literally my life, just my life in general. Um, And the first thing is actually let myself cry, I think. Slay. Let myself cry and speak out loud to myself about what it is that's the problem, what got me here. Um, what I'm feeling and like what I'm scared of happening. And generally, if it's like pretty bad, I will take the day and like say that I'll start to address it the next day. But like the day that it's happening, I go to my little notepad and I write out like, what's my plan? Like, what's my game plan for dealing with this situation? If it's like something that's caused by an actual external factor, as opposed to just like, you know, like a self mental breakdown just totally due to mental illness um i'm more referring to like yeah when outside circumstances yeah yeah so i really need to like write out what i'm gonna do about it and i feel like the next day i always feel better um maybe not like a hundred percent good but like it's really hard for me the day of to like totally just get over it and be fine i have to really like be in it for a bit and like let myself feel it i think yeah, um, I have a real problem with rumination uh, mm-hmm. and like checking. So I can't like if I get myself into a rut, it's it can it's like almost kind of impossible for me to get out of it. So I really mm. try not to like let myself even get into those situations because I'll I feel it. I'll feel it starting. And then it's sort of like you have two options. And one option is you let yourself feel it in that moment. But Mm -hmm. then I might be there for three hours, you know, I might be there like thinking about how everything is going to go wrong and all the things that I need to do and how, oh, God, but I have to do this first and I can't do that because I didn't do that. and I don't know where this is and I have to figure that out. And all of a sudden it's like you have a 100 things that you're worried about when it was just one Um, or if it's before bed, I usually try to just literally say that's tomorrow me. You're going to the yeah. first thing you do tomorrow when you wake up is deal with that. But we're not going to deal with it right now because you mm-hmm. need to go to you need to get some sleep to tackle all that shit that you think you need to do. Um, yeah, so it really, really. If you are somebody who struggles with rumination like that, like you really can't like you'll be up till 3 a.m. thinking about a thought over and over and over like you have to like stop it at its source because you think it's it's you think it'll help and it'll feel better if like well what if I just look up this one thing or what if I just like um try and figure out this one thing like it doesn't because 
it's not going to be just that one thing. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's scratching an itch. It just creates more itch. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's more like if it's like a real like I'm really in like a, a I'm having a I'm about to have a mental breakdown and it's like because of my brain and not because of like sort of external like, circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah. With external circumstances, I always think it's good to write it out because like in your head it can feel like a lot. But then on paper, it doesn't look as much. Um, I agree. I actually think when I all I feel like writing things out for me helps in both circumstances. Mm. Um, because I have to ask myself, like, what is the worst case scenario that could come out of this? Because it's always less bad than just letting myself run wild with all the possibilities of like, my life is over, my life is over, my life is over. Because my life isn't over. Like, let's take it back a notch. Like, let's see what this could really look like. And whether that's like totally because of something in my head or because of like a a thing going on I feel like letting myself spiral is the worst thing I can do I think for me because I have ADHD and I think you have this too but I, I guess it's not because of ADHD in your case like starting something is always the hardest part like yeah beginning a project is always the hardest thing like convincing myself to begin something but then once I do it's always like oh I'm doing this like it's fine I'm gonna do this until the end and it's not hard at all <laughs> by the way me every single week when I have to edit I'm like, yeah <laughs> and then I do it and I'm like well I guess I'm just doing it it's not that well bad. I always convince myself by being like okay we don't have to like do it all right now we can just edit five minutes of it and then be done and then, but then I once the I start thing. I'm like this isn't fucking hard like I'm just listening to a podcast and then cutting out a couple things like it's it's not um, hard I think that also um, I try to remind myself that obviously there are always going to be things that are out of your control, but Mm -hmm. it helps me to remember the things that are in my control and that I do have choices and I do have things that I can do. Like, I am not totally helpless, hands in the air. There's nothing I can do. Like, there's always something I can do to, like, Mm -hmm. alleviate the situation a little bit. There's always something that I'm probably not doing that I need to be reminded to do. Um, There's always actionable items. Um, Mm -hmm. Look, and... Okay, sometimes there's not. And in that case, you're allowed to just like lay on the floor and cry if you want to. But like, mm-hmm. generally speaking, there's something that you can do that's just going to like take a little bit of that pressure off and that helps. But that's for me, that's if it's not before bed. Yeah. <laughs> if it's three in the morning, I'm not doing that shit. I'm shutting it off before it even starts. I'm going to bed. But if it's like like today, I got really, really anxious my fault, by the way, because I'm on my period and I had coffee, which like what? Like I didn't have Real. to do that didn't have to Um, but I did Uh, so (laughs) and I think like every October I have like a mental breakdown about like my job and like my career and my finances like I always have like basically the same mental breakdown for some reason I'm always broken October is basically what it is don't know why don't know what is happening in October that I never have any money. Broke October. Um, but it's every year I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm failing everything and I go, what's going on? What's going on? And, then, and, and then I have That's to like... That's exactly how I feel right now. Every, and every month and then it's always fine. But like I, I'm, I freak out. But So today I was like freaking out. And I was like, well, okay. But A, you need, to, you need to remember this and you need to remember that. And here's a bunch of things that we can do. And this is what you need to realistically remember is like what you are thinking right now or these are your expenses. And you are inflating them by like 
30% because like you're like your brain is like making you exaggerate it it's like yeah I'm gonna have to spend twenty thousand dollars on this and it's like no you're not mm. no you're not actually do the math sit down and do the math and how much is that gonna cost okay don't you feel better like almost like yeah. you have to be like mean mommy to yourself like you <laughs> you have to be like a teacher you have to be like actually don't lose your head and do the math really quickly stop running around like a headless chicken and like actually figure out what mm -hmm. needs to be done and like it's so hard because sometimes it feels better to like spiral and like sometimes it feels like if I actually sit down and think about what I have to do it'll actually feel worse but it never does yeah I like to do something that makes me feel even the smallest bit good about myself in yeah. these moments like whether that's just literally going on the shortest walk of my life or like making myself something by like slapping together a sandwich at home instead of like ordering, ordering. food like maybe doing one of my little classes on edX or like just something that makes me feel like I've moved forward in some capacity with my day to day instead of feeling so just like lost and behind and everything and like I'm not doing what I need to be doing because that's generally for me the cause of most of my spirals is just yeah. like whether it's not living up to my t potential or just like not um being ahead in the ways that I need to and like staying on top of things that I need to stay on top of and like putting things off like that's generally what starts the spirals for me um so any kind of like productive behavior is really helpful in those moments um and then I can like go back in bed and like curl up into a ball and then like take it on tomorrow but even if it's not addressing the actual thing that's bad doing something that's like good for me if I'm having a situation where I literally feel like I don't know what to do like I mm -hmm. feel like really like lost like I can't like solutions are not coming or I don't have an idea for something I can make or do or create or whatever I don't remember what it's called there's it's called something in particular but like you have to like do something like mindless that like your brain can sort of like oh, almost yeah. zone out so like if you go on like a long drive uh if you stand in the shower for a while um mm -hmm. you might even if you just like go and like ride a bike or walk on the treadmill or take a walk something something where like you don't really have to think you just do um you generally will come up with something like something will come to you where you're like oh okay because I'm not thinking actively about it then your yeah. brain's like no I know what to do now so that's also always a good thing to do for me is take a long shower because mm -hmm. I generally I'm going to come up with some kind of solution I think similar to that but like I can't tell if it's the opposite or if it's the same like when I do a walk without my phone or something like that and I cannot distract myself like I end up being even when I'm when I tell myself I'm in a creative slump or like I'm not as smart as usual or I'm not like thinking of as many things, sometimes just like not letting myself have any distractions for a while is such an easy fix that I like hate admitting is an easy fix. Like there was this whole season last year that I was doing a walk without my phone every single day and I was like coming up with so many ideas and I was like thinking about so many things and like letting my mind go places instead of constantly keeping it like right at my face like where my phone ends you know what I mean so I feel like that can be really helpful especially if you're like a more creative person or if you're just like having job problems or like life problems just like actually letting yourself think a little bit yeah maybe let girls think um let women think <laughs> let and women speak. think and speak mm. uh yeah I think overall like it's always just good to remember that like 
it's a season. It's not forever. Like it, things like good or bad, like things don't really last forever. So you might be having like the worst fucking month of your life. And then the yeah. very next month, like it'll be a little better, you know, like yeah. nothing stays the same, good or bad. Uh, and that always sort of helps me stay like keep perspective that like, Every time I think that everything's falling apart and like I'm not going to mm-hmm. be okay and everything's going to be bad and this is going to happen and that's going to happen like mm-hmm. maybe something bad does happen but it all sort of evens out and it, it does end up okay eventually. I just have to get through that season of of tough stuff first. Yeah, I've even even with this week when I've been mentally spiraling, I've taken it as like, okay, this big stressful thing is happening because I need a push like obviously I need a push to be doing things and like there's been this dull feeling of why am I not doing these things and that was going to continue if I didn't get this like big moment so like even though I'm stressed and anxious and mad and like sad that it's happening in the back of my head it's like okay we've been here before and in the past we've realized that we needed this in hindsight later on we're like oh glad that that forced me to like start trying again and like trying new things and like maybe opening a door that I wasn't previously moved enough to open um and I'm like okay like this is the universe telling me girl you gotta like be doing these other things because it's gonna be better for you and later you're gonna be happy that you were forced to try those new things. Yes, that's a beautiful sentiment because that's exactly, you always have to have that perspective. I mean, you don't have to. You can be pissed off. (laughs) You know, you can like scream and cry and rage and say this isn't fair. Like that's also totally valid. But I do find that even bad things happen for reasons that I might not see now, but I'll see it eventually. And I I was actually thinking the same thing today. I was like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. this was a little scary today, but it pushed me to remember that I have all these things that I have been putting off doing and and I'm going to do them now because I'm terrified and I have to. Like sometimes, uh, sometimes a spiral can push you into the right place. Absolutely. No, I think so too. Like, oh my God, the best times that I've done something for myself have come out of something that I thought was going to be a really like dark place for me or like a really um bad moment for me because I don't know it's like it's like how much you change after a breakup like how much more motivated you get to do stuff yeah but, like it doesn't have to be a breakup it can just be like some tough spot in your life although I'm not saying like tough spots are great like if you're in a tough spot like obviously everyone's situations are different um but there's still there's still light at the end of the tunnel like it's still it's gonna end it's gonna pass like you were saying earlier like you can you can never just be constantly going up and up and up like there's always gonna be something and we're mostly all in our 20s like that's what it's about we're figuring it out struggle a little bit and you know what coal makes diamonds or whatever not coal sorry pressure pressure is what makes diamonds Then that's true. I, I so. was like, true. Coal does make diamonds. I think it does, but like it's the pressure that makes the coal a diamond. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Back to science. Back to science. Yeah. I love science. One thing about me. Uh, anyways, like I hope we're all having fun. I don't know. I just feel like this was timely for us. And I don't know if anybody else has like a yearly breakdown in October. But yeah. every October, I'm like, every the world is ending. And everyone hates yeah. me. And I don't have any friends. And my money, no money. And my parents are, I don't know. Like every October. <laughs> it's so funny that we both felt the exact same way and had the same we mental always, breakdown this we, week. We literally, by the way, talk. I talked about this in the um. Oh, advice column. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, 
Oh my God, we actually always are like having the same day. <laughs> like we're always like having a bad yeah. day at the same time. Ugh, okay, well, did we have anything else to say about that? I feel like it's such a broad topic because people spiral for such different reasons so like if none of that applied to you I'm sorry obviously we all have very different mental issues as well as like we were talking about earlier the external factors going on in our lives that can cause things like this but I think like what Ellie was saying at the end there is the crux of it just that like we're gonna be okay this is just how it goes like it's not the end I think we all feel that way. I honestly... Every year. Every year. No, I honestly, like, there's nothing I believe in more than the fact that, like, it's going to be okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's my guiding principle. It's the thing that gets me through. I've been having a harder time with it lately because I'm so fucking irritable because of... of, Yeah. That happens when you're, like, coming off of um, antidepressants. Like, I'm just, like, in that phase where, like, everything is, like, it's hard for me to stay positive. But even so... I know that everything will be okay. It's just sometimes you got to suffer a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And we're in a place of suffering. But not even really. Like, I'm also really happy. That's what I was about to say. Like, I've gotten way better in the last couple years about like, because usually in the past, feeling like this for one day would have led to me feeling this way for months straight. Like, at least like I would be just so severely depressed and feeling bad about myself for almost an entire year, sometimes maybe multiple years. And now it's like I'm able to process it and like still be aware of it and like aware of the issues but just not feel so overwhelmed like overwhelmed and out of control of my life and my body as I used to and I'm very grateful that I've come to that and I think it's because of that understanding that like things pass through me and like they always will and like the good's gonna come pass through again and then like you know bad feelings will and anxiety will and like naming those emotions and being like hey you're you're stopping by again see you later (laughs) and like it all coexists like I am in many ways like very happy and very lucky and very grateful um Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of really wonderful things happening and I wake up in the morning and I'm pretty happy and like the sun is shining and it's fall and it smells good and like there's a lot to be happy about it's just that I also am stressed and these two things can exist at the same time and that's okay yeah and like who among us isn't mentally ill and who among us doesn't have a fit sometimes where that shows back up even if we've done so much work on ourselves and made so much progress. You don't cure mental illness. You just deal with it. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it's going to be there. It's like, hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. <laughs> oh, we're ruminating again. <laughs> hey, we're, hey. <laughs> we're going kombucha mode. Um, okay. But we would love to shout out our birthday pigs. We would love Nathan, to. Nathan, Curtis, Flower Pig, Maya, Katie, Georgia, hello to you. We love you, birthday pigs. So much. And we just put up two new bonus episodes in the last couple weeks on our Patreon at patreon.com slash late night drive pod. One of them we we gossiped and then the other one... I have no idea. We, talk, we talked a lot about the Kardashians. <laughs> we talked a lot about the Kardashians and we did some of the um, shadow work journal that was viral from TikTok. Oh, yeah. Um, and we also have our newsletter that's out and our... Um, yes. Yeah. We Lives. tried... Oh. We, 
the live stream we're live was fun. Streaming, did we it? tell them about the live stream yet? Yeah, we said we, we were going to do. And then, by the way, we didn't try olives. We Neither of us, we were both too lazy to go get olives. So we just picked out random stuff that we had in our fridges that we didn't want to eat. Um, and Michaela it was up, a like, journey. Eating. Uh, I won't even spoil it for you. It was jalapeno. Okay, well, you'll spoil it for you. Sorry. Yeah, no. But tune in to see if it went well or if it went bad. Yeah, it was very stressful. Um, but Not clickbait. <laughs> not clickbait, but... You know, click. Um, and yeah, you can follow our Instagram, Late Night Drive Pod. Uh, that's a good place to ask questions if you have them. Yeah. And also just hang out and like the posts. And that's a nice thing mm. to, to do. We're going to be better about posting on there. Um, We've got a really good photo on there from last week's episode of us yeah. dressed for Christian Girl Autumn. We look super good, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you're having a fun, flirty fall. Um, yeah, I hope that you're sleeping well and, you know, eating well and relaxing. Yeah. And not spiraling too much. And if you are, that's also okay. But I love you guys. Um, have a good day. Have a good night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Hope it's a great one. Um, and we will catch you on our very next drive. Thank you for coming <laughs> to Late Night Drive. We hope you enjoy the drive. Okay, I'm ending my recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>